0: Okay, so I want to I share something, and it connects also with family and and kids. Com- it connects with real life. I wanna, so I'm continue, continuing from last week, the hearing of faith, part two, and I'm calling it a, a living faith, and that is the question. Do we have a living faith? I mean, if God is alive, if He's real, then surely we should have a living faith. We should have evidence to prove that God is real. And uh, so the question is this morning... Where's your faith? Do you have a living faith? When the chips are down, when there's trouble in, the, in your life, are you so connected to God that, that, that God will move and, and, and shift circumstances on your behalf? A living faith, and I shared last week that faith manifests in the mouth. Faith manifests in the mouth. The words we speak will determine if we have faith in our hearts. And a complaining A continual complaining exposes our hearts. It exposes that the the, the, hearts are sick. It exposes that that we don't have faith. So you can very quickly see, do you have faith? Oh, what am I saying? What am I speaking? You know, over my life, over this country. And uh, so that complaining reveals it. And and I have found that real faith is, is rare. It is rare. It is rare. So I'm going to share a few stories. I'm going to share a few stories from Brazil. I want to share a few stories of what God has been doing this last while to give you evidence that God is alive. Because I know many people doubt this. So a living faith. How do you know when you have a living faith? The first one you know is you can reveal evidence for a living God. And the second way of knowing you've got got real faith is that even when the storms of life hit you, you're not flustered. It doesn't throw you because you you don't live by what you see. You live by the character and the goodness of God. So anyway, so I'll just quickly recap for those who weren't here last week. Um, We went to Brazil recently. Over the 10 days, we had about eight meetings, eight services, revival conference, and a ministry in different churches. We had about eight four-hour services, three to four-hour services. I'm still waiting for us to go there here. And uh, we had a phenomenal time. So more than 250 people were physically healed. 250 people were physically healed. A variety of things, there were a variety of conditions. I shared some of the last week. A few of the stories is there was a little boy on the last night. There was a little boy. He's got uh, only 10, less than 10% sight in his one eye. Less than 10%. Other eyes a little bit better. So I prayed with him and, uh, and then one a few times, and then his mom would stand back close the eye that's a little bit better and then she would stand back five six seven meters and then she would hold up fingers how many fingers how many fingers how many fingers and uh, he got it right every time and the mom started to weep as uh, as she saw that jesus has healed her boy amen jesus heals let's give the lord a hand jesus heals jesus heals Prayed for another lady. She had an accident about 20 years ago. She had a scar on her right eye. For 20 years, she could see almost nothing. Prayed for her once, twice, third time. Perfect sight. Hallelujah. Jesus heals. And why is this so profound? Because if the tomb is empty, if Jesus is risen from the grave, then surely there must be evidence today that he's alive. Every... Healing in the name of Jesus is evidence that he is alive. Let's say it, Jesus is alive. Amen. And so um, I think it was Rosie on the first day there, she had a word. She had pain in the right side of her chest area and she felt cancer. That evening she prayed for a lady. She had, uh, I think, cancer in, the, in this area, but also in her neck. <laughs> Rose, said there were so many she can't remember. How oh, I remember it, you said that you there was a tumor in the neck area. And then as they prayed, the tumor disappeared. And I spoke to the brother or the friend as well afterwards. The same day, the tumor disappeared from her body. And then she regained strength. You should have seen them smiling and rejoicing and dancing. She started to eat that evening. Jesus healed her. And she came back over the next few days and uh, she was just smiling, beaming as Jesus touched her. Amen. Amen. Jesus causes tumors to disappear. Prayed for a lady with uh, cancer in her lymph glands. I was praying for her and she had swollen nodes all over her neck. I prayed for her and she tested and all the nodes were gone. And she rejoiced and celebrated. Hallelujah. Jesus heals. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. And we have, we have uh, started a, a thing in our team that every time we share a story of what Jesus has done, then we do a high five. So let's do high fives. High five. Jesus is alive. He's moving. He's working. And he is powerful. Amen. Say amen. amen. Come on. Let's wake up a little bit. Yes. Yes. Let's break out of Western, boring, religious Christianity, and let's go Brazilian. <laughs> I tell you it, it's fun. I tell you, it's it's alive. Those churches are alive. Always joke about it, eh? At the rugby, woo, we get excited, eh? Ah, at the cricket, we cry. In church, don't show emotion. Don't show emotion. Come on, let's interact. You're allowed to say amen in this church? Amen. 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 Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes, now it feels like church. Come on, I'm Brazilian now. I am Brazilian now. Let's do it. So test of... Ev- Evidence for God or of a living faith is two ways. that we can show the power of God on the one hand. On the other hand, even when trials and tribulations and storms hit us, do we still stand? The one song of the latest Jesus Culture album, the, the song is called Miracle. God of Miracles, the, the guy who wrote it shares just before the song that end of last year, end of 2014, they lost their son. They lost their son. They were trusting God for a miracle. There wasn't a miracle. He died. But they know God is a God who heals. They know that God is a miracle-working God. Even through the storms of life, even when we don't understand what the heck is going on, He reigns. He's Lord. And that is the test. When your body is ridden with disease, do you still believe that He's a healer? And if you keep on believing, you will be healed. If not in this life in the next... (laughs) There's eternal hope. Matthew 8, verse 23 to 26, speaks about a storm that came. And it says there, now when he got into a boat, this is Jesus, his disciples followed him. His disciples followed him. So Jesus got in the boat, they followed. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. few profound things in that verse. Number one is they followed Jesus. If they didn't follow him, they wouldn't have been in a storm. Can you imagine that? I thought if I follow Jesus, everything's going to be fine. No, sometimes he's going to lead you into a storm because he wants to do something on the inside of you. He wants to increase your faith. And so they followed in a storm and Jesus is sleeping and they're all freaking out. And then Jesus asked them this question, why are you fearful? He's like saying, guys, I'm in the boat. The boat cannot sink. It's unsinkable. I am in the boat. It cannot go down. Is Jesus in your boat? That's the question. Is he in your boat? Because then it the, doesn't matter what you're going through. doesn't matter if you have financial challenges. doesn't matter what's going on. no doesn't matter what storm is, is, is brewing. If you keep on trusting, you're going to make it through. Because he's in the boat. But then Jesus also implying, guys, where's your faith? Why don't you take authority over the storm? Why don't you speak to the storm? I've given you authority. So many Christians... Don't walk in the authority that God has given them. And I believe God is calling every one of us, you're believing this morning, to start stepping out in the authority of Christ that He's given to you. An example Jimmy and Lizelle, the couple was here, was here in the front now with their baby, Joshua, was born around the 20, 25th. Christmas baby, come on. On the 3rd of January, um, I, I came back from holiday. I was here. Jimmy told me that 's really going tough. The, the little one was born with a clubbed foot. Clubbed foot is like if your foot is like that, instead of like that it 's now like up there, stuck against the leg, upwards, wrong direction. So it was a crisis for them. And, uh, and now Jimmy's saying, it seems that if, if uh, Joshua is a colic baby. So he's screaming at nights, and he was driving on this previous night, driving around trying to get the baby to sleep, and it wasn't working. And Lizelle is incredibly tired and battling, and it's not looking good. So he told me, but I was still on holiday. So I was thinking, no, no, no I'm not going to go pray now. I'm going to take my holiday first. <laughs> but as I'm driving home, I feel the Holy Spirit say, go pray for Lizelle now. So I phoned him and say, we must come and pray. So Sonic and I went, and, uh, and we prayed. As we were praying, the Holy Spirit says to me, Lizelle feels that it's her fault that the child has a clubbed foot. And now there's all these accusations coming against so her. She feels guilty. When I asked her, is that so? She said, Yes, that is so. I feel I shouldn't have taken that pull while I was pregnant, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have ate better, I did this wrong, I did that wrong. And as I prayed for her, as we prayed for her, we just released the truth over her that it's not your fault. And God's going to use this for his glory. And so the Lord gave us prophetic words, and we prayed blessing over the house, prayed blessing over the and suddenly everything changed. She went from borderline depressed, I guess, to now for the last 10, 12 days having supernatural joy. That same night, baby sleeps like a dream. And the rest of the week. Come on. Jesus. Jesus is powerful. Even things like a baby that might have colic. And I went to the doctor and the foot is within two weeks. So much better. It's realigning. Come on. In Jesus' name. So sometimes we go through storms, but how do we handle those storms? Do we just, I mean, yeah, Jimmy and Lizelle could have just gone through it. Just suffer for Jesus or whatever. Just suffer. But there's a point where we can step in, in the name of Jesus, and say, in the name of Jesus, we expose these lies, and we tell this darkness that is oppressing, go away, and with child will sleep, and if you're colic, you will be no more in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Evidence. A living faith. Do you have a living faith? I am astounded how many people are being impacted by the hand of Jesus Christ. I have stories every week. God is amazing. God is amazing. Our faith, uh, for to have a living faith. A living faith is anchored in the living God. A living faith is anchored in the living God. If He's real, we must be able to show the world that He is real. It's time. It's time for us to arise. It's time for us to step up. A living faith. And last year, second term last year, we were going through a massive challenge, my wife and I. And in that time, the Holy Spirit spoke to Sonica and said to her, or she felt this word in her heart, rather be in a storm with Jesus than calm waters without him. Rather be in a storm with Jesus than on calm waters without him. Because see, the calm waters without Christ, it's a lie. There's a there's a there's a there's a waterfall coming. There's a waterfall coming, you think it's fine, it's not fine. I'd rather go through a storm with Jesus than have calm waters without him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So take authority. What if in that scenario, if Jesus actually wanted those guys to take authority over the storm and command it to subside? Because Jesus has all authority, but he releases that authority to his, to his disciples. Take authority. So there's two ways of doing it. Ride out the storm and take authority over the storm. Sometimes when we take authority, it might not subside immediately, but still take authority. I want to really encourage us. We're fasting now for 21 days. It's now time to step up. Take authority of your finances. Take authority. Walk over your your, your business, your your work area, and go release the blessing of God over your workplace, over your home. Release blessing over your house. Take authority. I mean, God is opening massive doors. At the beginning of our time in Brazil, the Lord said to me, I'm opening massive doors to you. At the end of the time, the, the guys were so blessed, so touched. The apostle Ari and the other guys were so blessed. The churches were so blessed by the power of God. That he put me on video Skype with this pastor in the north of Brazil, a church of 8,000 people. And he's saying, you must go go there next. That seems like a massive door to me. Amen. But in that time, in that time, in that time, the Lord said to me, no one can stop this. This is what I'm doing. This, uh, sorry, I just want to give you a bit of context. But I, I felt the Lord has given me a message for the wider body of Christ, for the nations. And I wrote a book about part of the message. And I felt in, on the Tuesday, the Lord told me, no one can stop this. No one can stop this move of God. And I shared this last week. Sorry, guys, who have heard this. Let me just say it again. On the Thursday night, around half past one. We were dropped off outside in Rio de Janeiro, dropped off outside of our house. Next moment, there was a guy with a gun. Guys, a guy jumped out of a car, had a gun, pointed the gun at our faces, took our stuff. Praise Jesus. But I realized they, the Lord has said, No one can stop this. Because you see, Jesus is in my boat. 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 Is he in your boat? Are you are you is he in your boat to such an extent that nothing can stop? Even a guy with a gun can come, but even if he, if he pulled the trigger, it wouldn't have worked or we'd miss. It just wouldn't work. I had so much peace, even that moment where gun held to our to our heads. I just knew God is here. You can't touch us. No one can stop this. When Jesus is in your boat, you can know God is with you. Mark 4, verse 41, it says there, after Jesus stilled the storm, it says, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who can this be? Now you must remember, this account is in three of the four gospels, three different books written by eyewitnesses, unchanged accounts. We know the manuscripts have not been significantly changed over this time minor changes like a comma here a punctuation mark there but in essence the message is the same eyewitness accounts of what god has done evidence so look at his next verse mountain moving faith matthew 17 19 to 20 then the disciples came to jesus privately and said why would we not cast it out or why could we not cast it out context there was a man A dad with a boy who had demons, mute spirit, deaf and dumb spirit. And they brought the child to Jesus' disciples and they couldn't cast it out. Jesus came, he cast it out. Now the disciples asked Jesus, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, it's a mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So I believe Jesus is speaking in the context of, a, of, of in the, if the demonic, of spirit, the, the spiritual things that were like a mountain. He said, if you have faith, then you will move things in the spirit. And if you move things in the spirit, you will move things in the natural. You see, the spiritual is superior to the natural. If you shift something in the spirit realm, it will influence the natural realm. In our Western Christianity, we have become so intellectual that we ignore the spirit realm almost completely. So I want to share a few stories about the spirit realm that might be an eye-opener for some of us. But I want to, I want to, I want to give you evidence for, the, for, for, for faith. So the one evening in, in Brazil tuesday nights we went to a church we call it now ex-demonville or peaceful it was demonville so i preached the evening and uh in the worship i felt the lord say to me rebuke evil take authority over evil while i was preaching at the end i felt again the lord say take authority over evil rebuke evil me and the translator were missing one another so it was not a great message but at the end, I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every darkness. Now, if you have to split like a church, like a, this is one side, they were all sort of relaxing. This side was a war zone. People were manifesting demons all over the place. Children were manifesting demons. 7 year old eight-year-olds were manifesting you know What do I mean manifesting demons? They would fall on the floor, they would shake, and they would scream like the bible says then they would came out with a loud voice when jesus cast out demons i don't know eh? maybe there's an online article if you want to fake demon possession do the following few things and that whole block read it <laughs> and so even the dance group teenager dance group the one girl on stage started to manifest a demon started to fall over the other ones it was a war zone it was awesome <laughs> Because the power of God came down and people who were oppressed and demonized by darkness, they were set free. Amen. You see, we, we, when the power of God comes, then darkness must go. Amen. But our brand of Western Christianity has become so powerless. So powerless. And it's time to shift it. It's time to turn it around. I mean, the one night... Saturday night, a lady came to me. A team has prayed for her before, couldn't get the demons out. So I prayed with her. And uh, as I was praying with her, she fell on her knees and she started to spit. And the demons, saying, I'm not coming out, I'm not coming out. And as I was praying with her and praying with her and I tried to interact with her, then it came out that she told me she's done terrible things in her life. And she also shared that when she was young, she was molested. She was molested. And from that time, she had darkness in her soul. And I was praying for her. She said, never told anybody this, but she committed adultery. And then she did worse. She molested a a little boy as well. This thing made her do this. And she felt these voices tell her, you've sinned too much. God will never accept you. God will not accept you. So I was praying for her, just releasing the love of Christ over her. She's saying, Jesus loves you. He's worth it. And then she say, oh, I'm feeling terrible. It's pain here and here. And then he say, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm sure that's also in the manual. You know, that's how you do demon manifestations. They grab your neck. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, <laughs> it's funny, you know, India, Argentina, Brazil, and Africa, they all do it like that. That's amazing. You know, there's internet articles. It's brilliant. <sighs> Anyway, so they so she she feels like she can't breathe, and I'm just praying and trusting God. God release truth, release truth, release truth and your love upon her. And the Lord gave me this word from John chapter eight, where there was an the adulteress caught in adultery, and she was brought before Jesus, and everybody wanted to stone her. And then the end they all left, and then Jesus asked her, Where are your accusers? And she said, I don't know, Lord. And then he said, neither do I accuse you. Now go and sin no more. And I released that word over And suddenly, like, the love of God flooded her soul. It clicked. God loves me. No matter what I've done, he loves me. And then, boom, she was free. She got up. Big smile. Free. Pain was gone. I could breathe. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Let's give a hand to Jesus. It's only Jesus. He is the authority. He is the authority over every darkness. And I believe this is part of, we, we need to wake up to the spiritual dimension because it's influencing us in our workplaces, in our relationships, and we're not aware. We're oblivious to it, and it's messing with us. And so God wants us to take authority over these things. Another beautiful example When the team were praying for a little girl, about seven or eight years old, she had cysts on her abdomen. So she would put her finger into her abdomen area and she could feel cysts. And so we were praying for her and she was crying and her mom was there. And so I came and when I came near her, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, spirit of fear, spirit of fear. And so I took authority and said, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of fear to go now. When I said that, the mom starts crying profusely. Because then she shared with me three, four years ago, this child had an accident. And since then, we're tormented by fear. Nightmares, absolutely tormented by fear. So the mom is like, okay, God is working here. So, and as I rebuked the spirit of fear, I could feel a, a clashing of worlds, heaven and hell clashing, and then it went, and then she smiled, she had joy, she had peace, and I said, test, and she tested, all the cysts were gone, hallelujah, Jesus heals, amen, let's give the Lord a hand, come on, (laughs) evidence for our faith, evidence for our faith, evidence for the interaction between the spirit realm and the natural realm, some diseases are of the spirit it needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. Not all diseases are of, of spiritual, uh, spiritual roots, but some do. Now, in that verse, it says there, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here. You will say. Let's say it. You will say. Let's say it. I will say. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you have faith, even a little bit of mustard, is very small. If you have a little bit of faith, you will say, in the name of Jesus, this assignment against our finances, this financial lack, in the name of Jesus, take authority over it. This frustration, this chaos in the office, it seems that the staff are always fighting and bickering and there's like, I take authority over it. I, 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 I command darkness to leave and light to come. Try it. You might be surprised at how things shift. So this year, this week, teachers, before you go into the class, guys, before you go to office or even your home, Sonic and I, we anointed our home over this weekend and we're having communion every day. And we're just coming before God and say, God, this this is a safe space. God, you reign here. Amen. Come on. When you say, you say, speak, you say, you will say. This is an overcoming year, but you need faith if you want to overcome. You need faith and then you need to speak, not complaining, but life. Take authority. Let's say it. I will take authority. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's powerful. So what is authority? Authority defined. It's the right to exercise power given by the governing authority. The right to exercise power given by the governing authority. In Jesus' case, he had all authority because he's, he's God in the flesh. The son of his heavenly father who rules all the universe. All authority been given unto Jesus. Jesus is the king above every other king. He's above every president. He's above every other emperor or empire that's ever existed. He is above all authority. And he says, now I, that authority I have released to you. That authority I have released to you. So imagine for a moment, just a picture you can use. Oh, I want to use. It's like, imagine Jesus was driving the kingdom tank. It was like a tank. Spirit tank. So he was, when he was on earth, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So he's in this tank, inside the tank. There's safety. Protection. But also there's some serious firepower. Everywhere where Jesus went, healed, people were set free. Why? Because he loves people. He absolutely loves people. And now when Jesus finished his task on earth, when he died and he rose to heaven, just before he went and said, guys, now all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go. So he was saying, okay, guys, here's the key. Here's the key of the tank. The keys of the kingdom. Now it's yours. Go drive it. Go drive it. Do you know what most of us do? We lose our keys. We're not even aware they are keys. And we're like, Jesus, help me. His enemy, his tough challenges, help me. He's like, no, I can't help you. Get into the tank. Shoot them. Not people. Circumstances. Evil. Things that oppress and lie. It's very real. So Jesus wants, he gives us the keys, but he's not going to give the keys to anybody. It's like a dad with a, a wild teenager's son. You're not going to give the keys to the teenager who is wild. You, you're going to give it to the one who, who, who's trustworthy. You're going to give it to the one that has proven himself. I, I, you can trust me with this, with this car, dad. Can God trust us with the authority that he wants to give? I mean, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, of uh, I would often take a bit of oil, and I would anoint our cars. I anoint the front bit, the license plate area, to anoint the sides, you know. And the oil represents basically the presence of God. It's a contact point. I'm just releasing blessing over the car. It, last year sometime, Sonica was driving, I think she was just off the, coming off the expressway and turning into uh, Pierce Street. And, uh, and she stopped at the traffic light it turned green she was in the front of a lot of cars and then she pulled away as she pulled away she saw on the side of her eyes there's a car coming and she slammed on the brakes a blue car came chasing at high speed over the traffic lights she stopped just in time and it hit her license plate it scratched her license plate at high speed now what is that That is the grace of God. But maybe that's also because I have gone out, stepped out and released blessing over our cars. I've said there will be no car accidents in Jesus' name. Maybe. I can't prove it. But just maybe because I took authority over evil, I took authority over life circumstance in the name above every other name, something that would have been absolutely destructive, it could have killed her, was prevented. Amen. You see, we are not victims. We are not victims. But if we are passive Christians, if we are passive, we're not praying, we're not spending time with God, we're not following him, then we do become vulnerable. But if we are following him, he will show us, he will speak to us, he will protect us, he will guide us. Amen. We are not victims of crime in South Africa. And Brazil is worse. We had two armed robberies in one week. It's worse. Praise Jesus. Let's stop complaining. God, thank you that South Africa is not as bad as Brazil. <sighs> Thanksgiving is powerful. It shifts our hearts. Don't be afraid of crime. Don't be afraid of the, the challenges of life. But surrender your life to Jesus and you will be inside that tank and you will be protected. Amen. Luke chapter 10, 19, second last verse. It says, Behold, I give you the authority, say authority, to trample on serpents and scorpions. What that means is not physical serpents and scorpions. It represents evil. I've given you authority to trample on serpents. over I've given you authority to trample over evil and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's like you're in the tank and you get superior firepower and you're going to blow them out of the water. Amen. Jesus saying, I have given you authority. So let's say it, I have been given authority. In Jesus' name. Okay, so step out. Start speaking in that name. Start speaking life over your home and your family. God has given you keys. Position yourself in that. And then this verse, Romans 16:19, which is a well-known verse, it says, For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, Amen. The God of peace will crush evil under your feet. You see, when you become a Christian, you you become a royalty. You no longer, you, you were the hunted, now you become the hunter. Amen. Say amen. amen. <laughs> you were the victim, but now you have authority to release the power and the blessing of God, even in the midst of storms, even in the midst of challenges. It's not like I'm a Christian because everything's perfect. We have the indescribable honor, privilege of putting our faith and trust in a God that we cannot see. When we go to heaven one day, you will see there is no need for faith in heaven. It's only in this era that we have this incredible privilege of saying, God, I trust you even when things don't look great. God, I put my faith in you even though there are challenges. God, I know you are real. I know you're powerful and I'm going to, Give evidence for my faith. But even in the storms, I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust you. It's amazing. Go read the book of Job. Job loses everything, loses all his children. He gets sores and things all over his body. And he says, I will not curse God. Even if he kills me, I will trust in him. God can do what he wants to do. But so often we we lose our faith because of the challenges. God isn't powerful because I have pain in my body. I mean, Sonica has had pain in her back now for five, six years. Significant pain. I've prayed for a hundred times, at least. <sighs> well, I'm over, uh, even more. My wife saying more. See, I never exaggerate. Never. <laughs> Do you know how many people I've prayed for that had exactly the same condition and got healed instantly? A lady in P.E., she, since uh, giving birth to her child, which happened with Sonica gave birth afterwards, all the back pains began. Lady NPE, she had, since child was born for the next two years, massive back pain. Her husband had to pull her off the couch. Now I'm praying for her, and she gets healed. The pain disappears from her body. Now I'm thinking, why doesn't my wife get healed? I don't know, that's a mystery. A month later, the lady was still completely healed. So I just want to share, sometimes we go through challenges. But I know every time I pray for Sonica, someone, I'm purchasing spiritual capital for someone else to get healed and set free. Don't give up because of challenges and trials. Amen. Okay, just last verse. Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11. It says, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. The therefore. The therefore. Why did did God the Father exalt Jesus high above every other name? Because he was obedient to the point of death. He was willing to say, God, whatever you want, I'm going to do it. Whatever you want, my life isn't my own, my life is yours. I'm gonna follow you with everything within me. So it's sort of a key. If you want the power, the authority of the King of Kings to be revealed through your life, you must first bow before the King of Glory. You must say, God, I am yours. Whatever you want, whenever you want, I am yours. Amen. This is the key. This is when God says, now I can trust you. Now I can give you more authority. Now I can give you more power. Now I can give you more of myself because you have submitted and surrendered your life to me. Therefore, therefore God has also highly exalted him, given him the name which is above every name. At the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, the kingdom comes. At the name of Jesus, circumstances turn. At the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you for this year. How can we have a living faith? To summarize. A living faith. Get the negativity and the complaining out of your mouth. Replace it with truth, with the word of God. And we've got another... I don't know where my my book... There was a copy, yeah. For those who don't know yet, wrote a book. Everyone really encourages about 100 copies left. Please get it. I've got amazing good feedback. This is key for us as a church is where we're going to. It reveals basically it's a manifesto of faith. So I want to encourage it's just 50 rand. It's nothing. Get the book, work through it, meditate through it. Rather put the, these words, there's declarations on every page or every section, every day. Make those declarations Make those declarations, God is with me, God is for me, etc, etc. So replace. let's do a negativity fast and do a positivity feast. Amen. Can God turn South Africa? Absolutely. Why don't we speak it? Why don't we say it? God, you can turn the crime situation. God, you can turn East London. God, you can touch our youth. And turn them to you, God, you've done it before, do it again. A sweeping move of God across this country. Why not? Why not? He's able, He's done it before. Revivals over time past. So, evidence for your faith rebuke the challenges that you're facing, take authority, speak over it, pray over it. Okay, as we're fasting, pray over these things. And then get Jesus in your boat, and whatever storm comes to you will not destroy you amen worship team praise god so can you do you have evidence for your faith why am i sharing these stories with you because i am trusting that we will break out of a brand of christianity that's only intellectual or primarily intellectual. And he moves into the spirit. It's only by the power of the spirit. That the kingdom will truly come. Amen.